Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. We'll be here with a new episode for you right after this quick note. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wager, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use the promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Hello, 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 and welcome back to the Believe in UCLA football podcast. My name is James Williams, a reporter and editor for the Orange County Register and the Southern California News Group. And as always, I'm joined here by former UCLA linebacker Josh Woods. Josh, I'm, I'm doing this AP Top 25 thing. It's maybe a little bit more difficult than I thought. I was at home on Saturday. I watched the UCLA game on TV. We'll talk about that in a minute. But I was trying to watch all these other games, and it's kind of hard to do. I like, you know, because I, I don't have the three TV set up and all that jazz, but we're trying out here. It's hard. You're going to have to get the setup or like something where you can yeah have multiple games going on at one time because especially, yeah. I mean, this weekend you got a little lucky with them stretching games from Thursday to Monday. Yeah, yeah, like that was nice. Going, that was nice, I admit. Yeah, but moving forward, your Saturdays <laughs> yes. are going to be jam-packed of games all day. Well, so you need to get a better setup. It, well, it's going to be difficult because I'm going to be I'm going to the plan is for me to be at San Diego State. So I don't know how I'm going to keep up with. I mean, I like I like driving to UCLA games because I can listen to Sirius XM College Radio because they'll like it's almost like the red zone where they'll like run through like different parts of all the games like, OK, someone's a scoring or whatever. So I kind of like that. So I can get a feel of a couple games. I might just have to do that in general. Um, So, yeah, that, so, that is crazy to think about, though, like the people that. I mean, you are you're now considered the people, I'm the, the people, people yeah. that are <laughs> ranking all the teams. It's mm-hmm. literally impossible to really watch every team. So yeah. you are your judgment is based on stats and scores because for some of them, yeah. yeah, you're not able. Yeah. And since especially if you have to listen to them, that's so much different than actually like sitting down and watching a game and breaking right. it down and to do that for. At times, twenty-five games. If I mean, you probably have you know crossover of ranked teams playing right. ranked teams, but about could be twenty-five. You know, different games. It's hard to judge. It, it would is. be hard to judge watching all of those, but it'd be even harder to judge without being able to watch all of those. So, again, good luck. Don't get wrong. <laughs> the thing. So the thing is, is like especially like these non-conference games. I'm not really watching Ohio State, even though they seem like they were kind of slow in offense. I th- they, I guess that was a conference game. I think. Yeah, Indiana, I think, is in the Big Ten. Um, they had they're still trying to figure out their quarterback situation, so it was a little rough. But like, I'm not really watching Georgia beat on uh, Toledo or whoever they played. Right, I'm not really watching those games. Um, I was watching that Colorado game just because you want to see what Dion's going to do. You don't really know what to expect, and mm-hmm. they messed around and they won that game. I was kind of I was I was kind of shocked. Did you get to see any highlights, or did you kind of see it on Sports Center or anything after? No, that was that was one of the only games I got to watch entirely. Um, mm-hmm. Travis Hunter is him. Yeah, he lived up to the hype for sure. It, I like 
me just looking at it from a player perspective now or like and I guess kind of from a coach perspective too. I just hope they don't run that kid into the ground. I mean, <laughs> 60 snaps at halftime, 110 total in the game. Like mm-hmm. when you're getting that kind of, you know, rep count and on, you know, your body, you know, it starts. He got to be in that, you know, he's in the ice tub like right away, right? Or the, the taking an ice bath right away or you're taking that many reps. You might not be practicing throughout the week. Well, the thing is, is like they so they play another big game against Nebraska, which is like a rivalry game. So he's going to play in that. But I think they have a cupcake game after that. So he like you don't play him. But I'm thinking, too, like Dion's throwing out there. Oh, he's a Heisman guy, this, this and that. Maybe you, you put him out there or maybe you just have him play one side of the ball and just kind of keep mm-hmm. him fresh a little bit. But it's I don't, I, don't, I don't think it's sustainable to have him doing both the whole time. I mm-hmm. think as the season goes on, he plays every snap of corner and only plays offense. Um when needed series yeah. to series, you know, and you hope the other guys step up in that way. Cause yeah, I don't think it's sustainable to have a kid out there for a whole entire season, especially when you start getting to those, you know, Pac 12 games. Yeah. Um like, try doing that against Utah or something. Utah right, maybe he could maybe he could prove me wrong, but I'm just looking out for his health yeah. and future. You know what I'm saying? The right. talent, I know without a doubt he's talented enough to do it. It just mm-hmm. uh I've seen We've seen guys in the Pac-12 where it seems like they're almost force-fed and then they kind of get run to the ground. We've seen it with Christian McCaffrey. Um, we've seen it with uh, the other running back, uh, Bryce Love. What's his name? Bryce uh, Love, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Bryce yeah, Love, Bryce yeah. Love from Stanford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When those guys were getting for even uh, LaVisca Chanel at, Colo- at Colorado mm-hmm. before, when those guys were getting almost force-fed, and they were only doing this on offense and like returns. <laughs> yes, like this right. is, They're not playing defense, but they were mm-hmm. getting force-fed so much like offensively that you've seen them get like run into the ground, ankles, hamstrings, like just yeah. little stuff like that. And it's just, it's hard to sustain, you know, that many reps over the duration of a full season. So we talk a lot about Miles Jack here. Were they like monitoring his snaps or was it anything? Cause like, I mean, let alone they're counting miles, uh, they're counting Travis Hunter snaps on ESPN or whatever channel it was on. But like, how was it with Miles Jack? Did they like monitor his snaps or like how was he that was, dynamic? There were certain packages for him to be in on offense. Okay. It, he wasn't pl- he wasn't going in a lot or yeah, like he every, wasn't trying to be down. Right. He wasn't trying to be the number one receiver. Yeah, yeah no, like they had they had or whatever they had for, where he go in at running back. So he's taking running all the defense yeah. snaps and he was on any special teams. And then they had, yeah, like a specific package where him and um a few of the D linemen would go on offense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, oh, real quick. Um, so I was doing the Twitter spaces. I was talking to the people. I, to, I, I, I peeked in, I peeked I in a little you. bit. I saw you. I saw you. I had a, so I'm watching the UCLA game and, and, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about the quarterback situation. We'll talk about the secondary. And, and I'm like, I'm looking out for my, my people. I'm looking out for the community, my followers and whatnot. And I'm just like, I gotta do a Twitter space on Monday. I usually do them on Tuesday, but I'm like, they're kind of going through it right now. So I'm like, let me schedule this early. Let me talk them through it. So we did it early. Um, but one of them on there, uh, Kanal Lamar, wanted me to tell you that he thought you should have played running back at UCLA. So there's that. I appreciate that. And like we said, <laughs> like we talked, we talked to Foss about it. They didn't let me. I was I, I was like, I'm like, I'm hopping on with Josh shortly after this space is I'm like, I'm gonna tell him. So I wanted to make sure I told you. Um, the other thing was few people had your back there uh, on the UCLA equipment stuff on Twitter. They're they pushing for you to get the shirt. 
So there's some uh, people listening to the podcast and and they're with the movement to get you a shirt. So I saw. Hey, that. I appreciate that. It's, <laughs> we started a campaign. Hopefully it happens I, this year. I told you we're gonna get you a hashtag going. But um, on to UCLA football. Uh, a few things that stood out to me. We could talk about the game here. Um, but first, I just kind of want to get your thoughts because we didn't get a chance to fully talk through it. I'm sitting there. Well, sitting. I'm standing there uh, with some of the other reporters. We asked Chip, and I kind of knew. I was ready. I was ready. I knew Chip was going to announce it. Um, some of the other reporters didn't, apparently. But I'm like, Chip's totally going to announce it today. Or it's going to be in the depth chart, one or the other. So they asked him. One of them, Ben asked him, so who's going to be the starter? And um, <clears throat> and then Chip says, it's going to be Ethan Garbers. But we're going to play the other two, too. <laughs> and I don't know if you watched the video, but you can hear our reactions. We're like, whoa, Like, what are you doing? Um, what, what is your thought when you first hear Chip saying that he's going to, I, well, I didn't even, I didn't see the whole thing. I just got, I remember okay. you texting me right away. Like Ethan started and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, I, I was like, okay, wow. Well, but we talked about it. And then you were like, but they're all going to play. And I'm like, how <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just like, that's it. Quarterback is one of those positions where it's like, yeah, like only so much like rotating. And I think we saw kind of the, the issues with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I was talking to my 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 pops about that stuff too. Like, just the pressure that I feel like you could see on Garbers, um, you know, throughout the game, and we see it every year, kind of in the NFL, where you have a, this vet quarterback, and then they draft a first round rookie quarterback, mm-hmm. and then it's like, yeah, you're the starter, but you are know, you really you the starter? Guy, <laughs> yeah, like yeah, any moment, any mistake that could be that that almost you know, almost the end of your career. Like that can be the mm-hmm. start of the new regime and they're going to put the young guy in. And um, I mean, Ethan started great with that first drive. I mean, usually your first drive for offense is usually uh, almost scripted. Yeah. Um, that's right. So yeah. It's more that first drive is usually routine. Usually see, you know, it's like a routine drive. Um, So usually the second drive was when, you know, things start to settle in and, you know, you have to start playing for real. And uh, I mean, driving again and then uh, the interception, and I could see, like, I mean, once you make, yeah, once once you make one mistake and you yeah. have the pressure of, dang, this might be, I might be done because they might just put the other two quarterbacks in. Like, mm-hmm. I understand how that can get to a kid's head mentally and affect their performance moving on. Um, and that was such a, that was honestly a big, I feel like, in the momentum, not not scoring right there. Well, I think like two, something else I had mentioned on the spaces was, so. Some of one of them remembered that I had said that pretty much the exact same thing last week that you just said about like the pressure and really having to watch over your shoulder and whatnot. But it's just it's kind of like we've seen Garbers play and do well. He's been he got thrown in during gets bumped out of the Oregon game on the last on the potential game winning drive when Thibodeau, I think, tackles him on the sideline. Garbers comes in, uh, isn't able to get the job done, but tough situation to be in. He there was an I think he came in in this Sun Bowl game recently when Dorian was kind of banged up a little bit. But then you had him start on one week's notice against Utah two years ago at Utah. But even then, you're going into that game knowing this is maybe a one week thing. You're not going to be the starter long time. You're not fighting to become the starter. You really have nothing to lose. But now you're in this situation where it's not like you're the main guy returning. And and so you're going to be the starter. You're fighting for your life all throughout camp, spring, fall, like or training camp, whatever summer. And it's just like 
yeah like it's it's not it's tough like that's kind of tough yeah. um we were talking to melva thompson robinson on the spaces too and so she she kind of mentioned it uh from dorian's situation dorian thompson robinson obviously um on how i guess he really just wasn't expected to play against cincinnati do you kind of remember freshman year yeah his freshman year and wilton was supposed to take all of it i think wilton got hurt um so even that i mean that's a different kind of situation but it's just it's kind of one of those things where it's like you can only be so prepared and i don't know it's just kind of interesting perspective of like this is so different where you had three guys like dorian didn't know he was going in this one you tell three guys they're going in um which I got, thought was kind of interesting because they didn't tell Dorian. I, I would have thought you would at least told Dorian he was going to be playing. Um, but when you have all three of them playing, and then I think you got got a little bit of egg on your face when Chip Kelly's not able to get the third guy in. Like he said, the new clock rules where it's uh, times running. You know, I think the new rule is anytime other than within the final two minutes of each half, the clock continues to run. It doesn't stop on first downs. Um he said it made a difference. I think during spring or fall or spring or summer, he mentioned, oh, it may only take one or two, three plays off during during the entire game. And then he anytime he was on a mic during halftime, after the game, on TV, after the game, in the press conference, he's like, uh, <laughs> yeah, like it was a big difference. Like it made a difference. It's not like. Chip says he doesn't expect the game, the world to change next week. So it is what it is. They got to get used to it. But he said he told Schley that's kind of what happened. Like, and the game was just still kind of close. Yeah. So it was uh, um, a few things with that. I mean, I'm in, in the CFL. The rules are kind of similar to that, where the clock is going, except in the last, I think it's the final three minutes when the clock mm. starts stopping. Um, but the difference is we go, we have three downs instead of four. So you still get the. Wait, you guys have three downs total. Three, three, yeah, it's three to get a first. Wow, which makes the you know a lot more special teams, a lot more you know, yeah, change of change of possession. Mm-hmm. So like the even though the clock is going, you still get you'll still get those right, because, right. You know, less downs. So mm-hmm. obviously having four downs and the <laughs> way that you can just run the ball and milk clock, like yeah, a lot of time could be taken off. Mm-hmm. Um, so that makes sense. Um, and then. Back to like the with Garber situation, and from a defense perspective, um, oftentimes you see if a quarterback um, comes in as a backup, it's very different when they come in during the game as a backup versus them starting a game. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you might see a quarterback have success, kind of, because for a defense they're an unscouted look. Yeah, a lot of your your uh you know, your scouting and, and, and that type of stuff is focused on a starting quarterback. So sometimes when a backup gets in, he's doing things that were you weren't prepared for, you weren't scheming for, the defense mm-hmm. calls aren't, um, you know, for in general. And it's different when they actually start a game because you're scouting now for them and their tendencies. And right. sometimes you see quarterbacks not be as successful when they actually have to start a full game rather than when they come off the bench. So maybe that has an effect on, you know, looking at previous times when, yeah, when if Dorian went down and he came in versus him starting and playing the full game. um, So that and then, like you said, the game was close. And I'm not saying <laughs> they are they are the same in, in any way or anything like that. Right. 
But the last time I seen a true freshman number three on that Rose Bowl field, some of that was looking kind of familiar. Some of those some of those throws were on the money, and I've seen okay. that before. Do He's you... looking like a, a little chosen-y. <laughs> hey, he, did he not look like he belonged there? Like he, like he should have been starting anyways. Dante. 100%. He looked, he looked, it, it almost seemed like he was the, the guy that had been there for a few years. And it, mm-hmm. it was kind of like, you know, and then when they switched back, it was like, for what? It was, I was so shocked when they switched back because I thought, all right, well, because first of all, so Ethan Garbers throws the interception, and I'm like, ooh, are they going to pull him? Are you going to pull him right here? Or are you going to take him out? And they didn't. They ran him back out there. Like, all right, get a little redemption, try to get something going. I don't know if they had a pun or whatever the case was, but I don't think they got anything out of that drive. And then I think it pretty much became the start of the second quarter. They have Dante in there for quite a bit of it. I think he finished. Yeah, he finished the second quarter. Came out and started this at halftime, after halftime, and then they put Ethan Garbers back in in the middle of the third quarter. And the folks in the crowd were cheering for Dante. We want Dante. We want Dante. They were it, they it that's tough. That's so tough for Ethan. Man, mentally on the kid, that yeah, that's that's a lot of pressure and I mean, he was kind of playing. I feel like when the in what I was able to watch, mm-hmm. um, that's kind of what it looked like. He, yeah, he didn't look comfortable in there. And one of the things, also too, I mean, one of the areas that we were kind of worried about was with the O line. Mm-hmm. Um, it looked like they were. I mean, the runs were good. The running backs, Carson Steele looks legit. Yep. Um, Harding looks looks good, mm-hmm. and they were able to run the ball in those tight end sets and and that. But it looked like the issue uh, at times was was pass blocking. And um, the pressure it got to him. I mean, on those interceptions, it seemed like, uh, you know, people being the quarterback getting the pressure, kind of those forced those throws. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, wait. Okay, wait, wait, wait. I, this is the same thing that came up in Twitter Spaces. Did you hear? Have you did? Have you heard anything Chip said? Like, there were you aware of anything he said today, or or uh, after the game? No, all I heard was the I had seen the clip about him talking about the clock. Okay. So he said the exact same thing you did. So I just find it interesting that other people are saying, because Chip said of the three interceptions, one by Garbers and one by Dante, he wasn't worried about them because they were, um, there was um, something with the protection, a guy, I guess the guy got back there and was putting pressure or had was hitting the quarterback when they threw those interceptions. Mm-hmm. So... I thought that I mean, was it. Dante, I just thought that was no, interesting it, that you mentioned. If, if if there's no pressure on Dante's, that's a touchdown. Okay. Because he made the he had the right read. The tight end was open, but in the pressure, he didn't get the I don't think he got his his full uh, mm-hmm. you know power behind his throw. Cause, uh, Cause that definitely would have been a touchdown. He made the that's what I'm saying. So and then, like they were able to run the ball. So it's not like the O line. It's just mm-hmm. with you know, really a, a new O line. Yeah. You know, and them figuring out in chemistry, there's certain things they need to work out. I mean, it's the first time seeing, you know, pressures that they probably haven't gotten during camp and, and different, you know, unscouted looks and things they need to figure out moving forward. Um, but yeah, this, this, I mean, it's a whole like experiment I think Chip's doing, but like, I feel like there is methods behind his, this madness mm-hmm. of like, he's doing all this for a reason. And like, my theory is just to keep, keep them engaged and right. still seeing what, you know, 
it's I mean, all camp, camp is camp, but like the most important thing is how do you play in a game? You could be a uh, all American during camp. Have a <laughs> right, great bro, right. hundreds of touchdowns, no interceptions during mm-hmm. camp. But it doesn't all that, you know, doesn't matter if you don't do it during the actual game. So um I think he's still trying to figure out like, yeah, like which quarterback is the best in game leadership wise, all that type of thing. Also keep them engaged so you know, you don't lose a guy to the portal mm-hmm. that, you know, feels like they I need I want to play, I need to go somewhere else. So and I always think that Chip uses non conference games as experiments. We always people are always upset and I was upset right. playing because I, <laughs> I, I saw as a player of like, why are we not understand like why are we yeah why are we doing this it seems like they're not trying to you know run certain plays or do right. certain things but he's also i feel like he uses non-conference games almost like a preseason as far as like we can win the game but let's try these things out so when we get in a pac-12 play we know what we like and you know what we can run so i think the offense will you know like i always said it didn't matter who's at quarterback mm-hmm. eventually like chip's gonna have the best person at the end of the day when i think you know when the the bigger games come, it's going to be – it's not – I don't think he's going to be able to rotate. It's going to be no. one one guy um, because especially at quarterback and it's like a the, the chemistry with your receivers has to be on point. And it's hard, I imagine, as a receiver, when if you're going between three different quarterbacks, that's three different cadences, that's three yeah. different timing, that's like – some guys Imagine, might throw har- harder. Uh, some guys might, you know, have a, you know, the different trajectory on the ball, like all that type of stuff adds up. Well, imagine what Duke is going through. He has to pick up the cadence. He has to know all three. He's playing the whole game. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, having and and that's the blessing of having mm-hmm. a season center. That's one of the yeah. uh, most important positions. Because I remember, I mean, even with with Wilson Spate, I mean, we didn't have a yeah a guy that had been playing um, mm-hmm. like a, a older vet center, right? Um, so that's one thing you know, offense got going for them. Um, so. Now, and we'll get a little bit into the defense here in a minute, but so now Chip has to play, has already said that consciously is going to play, is not really making any, any, I, I think today he did, he did his best not to say all three were going to play, um, but we know Colin's going to, Colin's going to play. So we know that. Do you do you make it up to him and you may, you have him start? Do you go with Dante as a starter? Do you even still play Ethan? I mean, if you look at the stats, you look at everything outside of the interceptions and maybe just the energy of how the guys may have reacted in the offense, or maybe even just how the crowd reacted in the um when the two different quarterbacks were on the field, it was still kind of pretty even, other than the um one of the interceptions, but uh, at least uh, from a numbers on paper. But like you kind of have to now still play all three, don't you? Because you're eliminating um, somebody if you don't. Yeah, I don't think I'm I'm eliminating a kid until I mean, like I said, if he's treating non-conference games kind of like a preseason, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm keeping all three involved. As far as he he's already made it uh, made it a thing, mm-hmm. so you got to he has to, you know, stand on his word and for the at least for these I feel like for these three non-conference games I... and let the situation play out because now he can't. Yeah, you can't at this point be like, yeah. Ethan already got a shot. Now we're going to, you know, Dante look good and let's see what Slee looks like and then try to bring Ethan back in like a third game like that. I, I, don't. See, I don't know if you do. I, this has to be the last game you do this because you need to know who your full-time starter is so that they have a whole game under them before they get to Utah. 
you can't just have somebody show up to Utah. You know 100%. what I mean? But I'm so saying he already made game. it. If he if he didn't make it a thing, mm-hmm. then but it's like you got to stand on that now. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, of course. But if you're not gonna play Colin or like. If time got away from you and you still didn't play Colin, like is Colin really in it? I don't know. And then and you know one I mean? of the things that we that we had talked about before is ceilings. And mm-hmm. I mean, we have seen Garber for this is the third year he's been playing. Yeah. Um, and what fourth is it fourth his fourth with the team, third year playing? Because his no, first year No, he he was there. His third. This is his third. He backed up Dorian for two years. So like he's been there and knows it. This got to be his best ball, and for the true freshman to outduel you in a in a game, mm-hmm. practically help win the game, um, it's kind of tough. They scored twenty four point twenty four to the twenty seven point no. Uh, I think it's twenty twenty one like, with twenty one with Dante, mm-hmm. and then. However it goes. Over 20 points were scored with Dante. Just six or seven with, uh, if you count the field goal, with Ethan. We had the, the open touchdown. It was an open drive, like I said. Yeah, opening drive. It looked like a million that could bucks. Be a, a scripted, like I said, yeah, yeah. usually you're, you're scripted series. So, you know, that was probably very routine. Um, yeah, then when it settled in. And I'm telling you that if he, does, if he doesn't throw the interception on that second drive and the boys mm-hmm. are at 14-0, momentum's going. I think it would have kept rolling. It would have been a totally different game for for him and for the team in general. I mean, it would have been close to a ball. Hey, but Isabel, no, no, honestly, I think he'd just been living right because he's been he was getting blessed. He just, <laughs> he just, yes. He got three picks, right? But yeah. it was like they were all off pressure. And he was always just it wasn't like because like the one like Dante's. Isabel was beat. He just okay. had the ball thrown straight to him. Cause uh-huh. if if there's no pressure, Dante makes that throw is a touchdown. That boy was getting blessed because he was just in the right. <laughs> he just Jimmy on the spot, like just being in the right spot. He's at the, the right, right place at the right. I mean, but damn, three times. I'm like, I damn. Mean, he's headed from Utah, so he he's seen UCLA play. He's been on that field probably before. So real quick, we will get to the defense, but there's a thing I want to throw out there. In each of the last two openers, someone from that team has joined UCLA the next year. I think if Isabel's in the portal, he's going to be a Bruin next year. I would want the – I don't know what year he is. I don't know what year he that, is either. But that receiver, Pickney. Pickney. Oh, Pickney's a senior, but I think he has a brother that's on defense. But Pickney's a senior, I believe. Yeah. Oh. He's that, a, he was he, a guy. He was definitely a problem. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, and yeah, go that, that segues, that segues yes. in the defense. Because people and, were not happy with the secondary at all. That's And that's that's – what I got from from watching the film, it's yep. like the our front is elite. Like mm-hmm. I understand the you know the the penalties, the offsides, and stuff like that. It's the first game, you know, jitters and just the energy. We'll I, talk about the know, offsides in a minute. Go. Ahead. I think I think they'll be more disciplined moving forward. But like, if you like look, at almost every play there was pressure. And it was just mm-hmm. there was holes. If there's a little bit better coverage, those are sacks. I mean, Latu got three. I mean, what ten pressures? The other Murphy twin got nine pressures. Something like that. Yeah, I saw that. Mm-hmm. And then when you can have when you can have both the Murphy twins in Latu and Carl Jones rushing on on a third and long situation, yes. like those those are gonna you know that's sacks. So um, yeah, it took him a while. I, it felt like it took him a while to get started though. 
because mm-hmm. I think all three of Latu sacks came in the in the second half. I mean, he set a goal for 15. He's already got three. So, I mean, he's well on his way. Um, but going back to the secondary, like, how do you fix this? Like, what is going on? I Oh, I don't know if you saw the video. So the cornerbacks coach, Cody Whitfield, I don't know if we talked about this. Cody well, Whitfield. Uh, yeah, firing up was, practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't, uh, no, that was not, that was not before practice. That oh, was after practice. No, that was during, but that's during one-on-one drills. It's kind of early in practice, but he didn't like what they were doing in one-on-one drills. He said there was the, the I, we didn't talk about this. No. Okay. So he said, I need effort from all y'all. He said, I can't get out there and play for you. I'm done. And I can't be like more excited about the upcoming game than y'all. And he and then he just kind of went in on him. And then he made him do up downs, which reminded me of Jerry as an arrow. Yeah, they 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 weren't having a good day that day. It was not their best day. So I don't know. I think th- there's talent. They're talented, there. but there's talent back there. But I mean, if we can't stop Coastal Carolina, what are we gonna do when we're playing USC? What are we gonna do when we're playing Utah? What are we gonna do when we're playing mm-hmm. Oregon? Um Oregon State, you know, just the, I mean, Arizona, even as yeah, anybody, in the oh, Pac, they all Pac got Colorado. Yeah, 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 Colorado. Um, I mean, that, that might be them getting just to the new defense. I don't know, you Maybe. know, it just seems like there was always somebody open and the quarterback was able to find them before getting sacked when he's getting literally almost backpedaling because the pressure is there every time. Mm-hmm. But so, Grayson McCall is a good quarterback. Chip said it. Dude's probably mm-hmm. gonna make an NFL team. Whether or not he gets drafted, I don't know. But he'll he he's a he's a guy. He's he's uh, a guy. Sun, but Sunbelt Player of the Year three years in a row. But I mean, but still, yeah, we got he not Caleb. Or he's not. No, no, no. no. He's yeah. not. He's not Penix. He's not Penix. He's not. He's not Caleb Williams. He's not Bonix. Still a guy though. But yeah, still a guy. But yeah, so. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, yeah, figuring things out. Like I said, they got all those DB coaches, so mm-hmm. they they better that, show I some mean, upside sooner or later. I mean, that maybe that has an effect going into it too. When you have maybe. too many, too many voices telling you too many different things, maybe uh, at times, a kid, you could you could start overthinking things. You'd be like, this coach told me to play it like this. This coach told me oh, to play it like yeah. this, but like, true. I'm seeing, I'm seeing, I've seen this on film, so I'm gonna play it a certain way. And people mm-hmm. don't factor like those types of things yeah. when you're out on the field. They think. Oh, receivers open. Why is he not guarding him? Yeah, like, yeah. And and also too, some things could be coverage busters, um, because a lot of things like people expect. I think when when fans that are not really savvy to the whole scheme of of mm-hmm. defense and different things, they think everything is man to man coverage. <laughs> like, yeah, right. Yeah. That's, They'd be like, this dude's <laughs> catching it, and and that guy, he's uh, you lined you know. up in front of him. That's your man. Why did you let? Yeah, him or like he caught me? it, and you were over the top. So like, why did you not man that up? And it's yeah. like that's not how defense works. Like right. sometimes, <laughs> offensive coaches get paid too to scheme up and have mm-hmm. zone beaters and man beaters and right. you know different plays and schemes. So, um, that's that's why it's one thing that's kind of hard to judge defenses when you're when you don't know the exact play call or you're not watching film with the coaches because. Mm-hmm. I don't like that's why I don't know how the, all these like PFF and all these other people, yeah, are grading grading players mm-hmm. when they don't even know the defensive call, right? So it's like, how are you gonna yeah, like how <laughs> yeah. you gonna you don't even you don't even know the question to the test. How are you gonna grade the answers? Mm-hmm. Um, 
They so yeah, I don't know how they pulled it off. So hope you know we'll we'll see. I think yeah, going into the next game, how uh the DBs look. I mean, Air, uh, not Arizona, San Diego didn't look too well. Uh, yeah, they. I heard they may have like fifteen catches between the two games in total, like something like that. They're a very run heavy team. Um, real quick, I do want to pick your brain on something. Going back to the offside calls. Um, the defense had chip wasn't necessarily okay with it, but what he kind of said, and I'm kind of curious to get your defensive perspective is um, I am again, he didn't say he was okay with it. So I'm kind of paraphrasing here, but he said, we'll live with it because we have an aggressive defensive line and we're not going to tell him not to be aggressive because then you don't get the tackles for loss. You don't get the pressure. You don't get the sacks the way that we do. Mm-hmm. He said, so that's what the defensive coordinator wants. That's what the defensive line coach is to be aggressive. So maybe it's the first game. Maybe you're a little excited or maybe you're just a little overly aggressive. But what what do you think about the comment of like continuing to stay aggressive and, and not letting the offensive, you know, letting people think the offensive side calls were um, too much or something or they're undisciplined? I think, um, and one of the things Michael just even says now, like you want to play in the middle, like you want to, you don't, you want your players to still be aggressive. You don't want them to be conservative. Mm-hmm. You want them to be in the middle. Like you want them still playing hard because either you're gonna get, you know, what I'm saying if you're too aggressive and you're getting like too many, like if it's, if this becomes a thing where like you're getting like a lot of offsides calls, then then that's that's being undisciplined. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're not, and then if you're on the conservative side. The dudes aren't getting off the ball. They're laid off the ball. You're not getting the, you know, you're not going right. to get the pressure and be able to, you know, run the stunts um, and, and things of that nature that you want to. So it's being in the middle. And I like that. Um, of course, you're as a, as a coach, you're not happy with penalties. But if mm-hmm. you're also having no penalties, yeah, I'm saying guys might be playing it too conservative and too safe in there and they're not going to be able to make those plays. So, yeah, I think Chip is right. Like, you know, you're not happy, but you're also not mad. Like, you're. Mm-hmm. It could you have know, been worse. Yeah, you're you're in the middle with it of like, yeah, we want the boys to to have the freedom to play, mm-hmm. you know. But if it becomes an issue, then you know that's when the coach starts harping on it, and it it becomes uh, you know, an issue. No doubt about it. Um, I think we'll end it there. This was a very very quick like this one flew by. There's so much, and again, I'm just excited that football's back. Um, just a few things before we go. Make sure you leave a five-star review and a comment. Um, I'll make sure to check the reviews every so often. So if you have questions, um, leave them there and we can get them answered for you. Uh, make sure you go ahead, buy a t-shirt, look in the description below, uh, get a t-shirt. Get the merch. Get a mer- Get the merch, wear it to a game. Yeah, we want to We want to <laughs> see people. I want to see people in the Rose Bowl with them shirts on. Mm-hmm. And if you're at the Rose Bowl and you're wearing a shirt, take a picture and tag us in it. All that information is in the podcast description um josh the next time we do a podcast we need to talk about why we didn't see a whole lot of femi uh we need to talk more about the running backs quick update titus didn't play ali Caho did not practice the last two days but maybe that's just because you're trying to save him um so yeah so that's kind of it for now thank you guys so much for listening we'll have a lot more for you guys in the future thank you guys again for listening and we'll catch you guys in the next one thank you everybody this is the Believe in UCLA football podcast presented by Bet Online.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.